Hello and welcome to Thinking Outside the Box with me, Tim Box. And me, Brit Box. We talk about all things mental health, emotional well-being and how to navigate your own mind in these strange times. And we'll do our usual disclaimer, we are not doctors, so please don't confuse any of our advice for medical advice. And though we do come at things with a slightly more light-hearted approach than you might be used to for these particular topics, please don't think we're trivialising things. We take all this stuff super seriously, but... We do come at it from a slightly different perspective, hence the title of the podcast, Thinking Outside the Box. Cool, that was a long intro, actually. That was a very long intro. I've started to elaborate on the uh, <laughs> on the standard text. <laughs> As I said just before we hit record, you can just do your normal intro, babe. You don't have to make a big song and dance about it. I, I, like, I like to keep it fresh. You like the singing and the dancing. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Do you know what I was just thinking when you were saying that, actually? Because I do listen to you when you're talking. I don't just zone out. Wow. Um... I was thinking, obviously, I'm in the middle of my um, bachelor's degree, yes. Okay, got um, that. Jo- had to drop that just in just want to drop yeah. that in. I'm in the middle of studying for a bachelor's degree in uh, English literature and creative writing, in case you were wondering. And at some point, maybe, I might, uh, if I'm not completely put off, do my master's. And then maybe, Blimey. if I'm not put off, I might, you know, look into doing a PhD doctor about it. So what do we do if we're still doing this podcast? And I am actually Dr. Brit Bot. In the context of what we're talking about, you're still not a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you actually go and get a medical degree and a medical doctorate. Right. Next thing thing I know, you'll tell me if I get the degree, I can't put my hand up on an airplane if they say, is there there a doctor on board? Exactly. No, you definitely can't do that. I could offer you a dictionary. Oh, no, you're choking. Okay, fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, after that segue, it's episode 10. Ten. Oh my God, we're into double figures. If you are listening to this and you've listened to all nine so far and this is your tenth one, congratulations if you're diving on in here at ten. Please go check our back catalogue. We have some absolute zingers up until now. Hey, we've got a back catalogue. I know, although oh. I was uh, I was a guest on a podcast very recently and mm. uh, they said to me that uh, it was something like, once you have 50 episodes of a podcast, that's when you're, you can say... Oh, we've got an actual podcast. Wow, 50 episodes. <laughs> you know, that represents roughly 50 hours of us chatting shit, basically. <laughs> basically, yeah. We've got a long way off yet. We've got yeah. a long way to go yet. But I feel I feel slightly more enthused that we potentially might get there. Yeah, well, no, it was, it was 50 episodes and, oh, I've actually got a podcast. And was it 100 episodes and then people start taking you seriously? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, something like that. I mean, there's a little bit of me offended that people aren't yet taking us seriously. Oh, but then I, I think, wonder why. Yeah, I think about what we've spoken about. Um, yeah, I can see why, to be fair. Right. Um, but anyway, so episode 10 is, of course, now we are beyond the realms of any Star Wars comparisons because there's yeah. only nine episodes in the Star Wars series. You did series. it. You went there. You did it. As usual. As usual. <laughs> um, so we're into uncharted territory now. Yes, uncharted waters. The other thing about episode 10 that I recall is I was quite keen to get some fancy podcasting recording gear when Don't we started. Don't ruin the illusion. As far as anyone knows, we're sitting here with state-of-the-art, top-of-the-range gear and not just okay. voice notes on our iPhone. But, yeah, this is it. We're not. <laughs> no, we haven't do you know what's got... bad? If you've seen our logo, our logo has got better tech than we do. It has, yeah. In the picture, we have a microphone. That and, is And proper headphones. Yeah, that is a fictional microphone represented <laughs> in that picture. Yeah, and... Um, but this is it. So, and you said, "Look, let's see if we do more than one." You said, "If we do ten, then okay." Oh, we said, I said, who said? Who, who knows? <laughs> who knows what's been said? Yeah. To be fair, I don't. Unless somebody's got to put in the comments now. Yes, the quality of the sound is awful, Tim. Oh, well Rich. done. You're yeah. opening us up to criticism. The good job is, though, I'm confident of our podcast seamless segue into the topic of today's podcast which is confidence confidence (laughs) (laughs) um okay so where where do we start then that's the big question um so i remember when we first met i thought i'd go there and i remember seeing you and i thought hmm there's a confident young lady. Brilliant. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't the only thing I thought, to be fair. No, you, noticed, remember... you noticed a couple of other things as well. well one or two, you know, one or two. But um, I remember thinking you you had a certain air of confidence about you. Oh, that's yeah, that's very nice. Um, 
But then I got to know you. <laughs> but then, then and you course, learned I was an anxious, nervous wreck. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say that, but I know that you you're well aware that people will often say, "Oh, I wish I had your confidence." Yes, and and you kind of you're quite quick to correct people when mm. that happens, aren't you? Yeah. So one of the reasons I wanted to do this particular podcast is that is something I get specifically on my Instagram um, a lot of people saying, you know, oh, I wish I could do this, but I don't have the confidence. Or I, I, I wish I could do what you do, but I don't, you know, I, um, how do you get yeah. the confidence to, to do what you do or be you? And I'd like to point out, listeners, in case you don't know me personally, there is nothing special about me, despite what I may, uh, oh, what I think I may there say. Is. <laughs> no, but I mean, I'm not, I haven't got super soldier serum. I've not got, I've not got anything fantastic or special about me. I just, honestly, I think I am, a nice blend of insecure, <laughs> wait, it gets better, and I don't give a shit. <laughs> right, yes, yeah, 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 I know what you mean. I think I am a perfect mix of the two, mm. so that I will basically do what I want, wear, who, wear, what I, wear who I want, I was about to say, that's the beat of my <laughs> I do what I want, wear what I want, and, and, and not really care what other people think, but never to the point where... I don't care what people think and I'm an arsehole because mm. I do care what people think. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? I know. It's... Well, there is that, that's that horrible paradox, isn't there, where you can look at certain instances in your life where you very clearly are, you know, as long as I'm happy with me, I'm happy sort of thing. Yes. But there's also always, I think, in anyone, I think it's very a rare individual that can't, that can say genuinely and honestly, there is no time in my life nowadays where I concern myself with how I'm being perceived or what other people make of me. No, exactly. And exactly. I think, I think so a lot of us will experience, probably can relate to that idea that, yeah, there's certain things that I don't care about. You know, if somebody, if somebody criticizes me for X or Y, hmm. I'm happy with that because it doesn't bother me, it doesn't damage me. Yeah. But there's also those those sort of what what do you call it the the raw nerves mm. the the bits that cut close to the bone yes. that maybe I, I'm don't I'm hesitant to use the word trigger because it's such a, a buzzword yeah. but the things that that fire off those responses in our mind that maybe yeah. come from old stuff or things that we just haven't quite resolved fully you know yeah so the one that springs to my mind is um, I have uh, at the time of recording this uh, I have bright red hair. And I've had bright red hair as long as you've known me. Um, I was say, at time of recording this, it's like... Well, I might not have bright red hair in the future. People might tune oh. in and I'll be grey. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm getting on a bit. I think you're awesome on... with grey hair. Actually, you know what? I really want silver hair. I really want silver hair, but I don't think my hairdresser will do it. I don't think he'll let me do it. I... He, he won't even let me go back blonde. Not that I want to go back blonde, but he won't even let me... He won't no. let me... He dictates to me. I'm like, I pay you. Yeah, that's a Surely good point, Surely it should actually. not be that way around. But he anyway. Decides. And also, I know he's not listening to this, so I can say whatever I want to him. <laughs> you actually... So you've said that before about somebody, and then you've instantly got a message when it's gone live. That was live. your sister. Yes, exactly. I said, I know your sister doesn't listen to this, but yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm almost certain that my hairdresser... Brad, by the way. Hello, Brad. I know he's not listening, so I can, <laughs> I can just say what I want. Anyway... Um, I have bright red hair and I've had bright red hair since um, I think like 2009, somewhere around there. And before then I had um, blue hair. Before then I had like blonde hair with a black fringe. I don't know what my natural hair colour is anymore. Please don't ask me. <laughs> I haven't seen it since I was a child. But anyway, I was in a supermarket and um, at the checkout, a woman said to me, oh, I love your hair. And I said, thank you very much. And without me sounding ungrateful, because I'm absolutely not, I get comments about my hair a lot and it's almost yeah. like I have to remind myself, oh, your hair is an unnatural colour. Yeah. People will comment on it, but mm. I don't see it as that now because I've had it for so long. Anyway. Well, you, you've wondered why children are staring at you before when we've I been at Disneyland. they sense the darkness. <laughs> I think they think you're aerial. Really <laughs> um, oh, segue. When we were in Disney once, uh, I was uh, Disney bounding, which, by the way, is dressing similar to a character in their colours, but not actually dressed up because adults are not allowed to dress up at Disney. Um, and I was Disney bounding as Anna from Frozen. And a little girl was just staring at me with her mouth wide open. And her dad <laughs> said to her, are you all right? And she went, look, it's Princess Anna. And her dad looked me dead in the eyes, looked past me and went, where <laughs> and the little girl pointed again and he looked at me he went oh no no and I'm like did you have to laugh you did not have to laugh anyway back to the story the woman in the supermarket said I love your hair I wish I had the confidence to have hair like that mm. and I remember at the time thinking 
I don't what's I don't I I couldn't yeah, correlate yeah. the sentence to make sense to me. I couldn't understand what she meant about how anything to do with a hair colour could be a result of having or not having confidence. Right, yeah, yeah. Those two things didn't match up for you. I think this is this is a really good um, a good point actually, because it's like when people say, Oh, you're so brave when people people do things God, that they regard that. as challenging. I'm gonna talk about that one as well. That one's on my list. Mm. Brave. That one we're, we're gonna come well, down to that. But, one. but this is the thing, because I think it's if we're if we're afraid, then we require courage and bravery to face the fear. Yeah. If we're not actually afraid of the thing, so for example, um, one of my practitioners saw a client who was afraid of spiders. Yeah, and the the idea he had was that I need to have courage to overcome my fear of spiders, and and courage was something he didn't regard himself as as being abundant in. If yes. you know what I mean. Yeah. When the reality of the fact is that spiders aren't dangerous so we don't need courage to not be afraid of something that isn't fearful if no, you know what I mean no and so and this is the thing isn't it it's when when that person says I wish I had the confidence clearly there's something about what they've been through mm. that says to do that I would have to be incredibly self-confident yeah and you're thinking this is just my hair color yeah I don't yeah. understand yeah. and I can sort of understand it to a point of you know like you often say you can find me in a crowd like yes. you, you know where I am yeah <laughs> I just close my eyes and listen. Oh no, no, you mean your hair? Yeah, you listen for the screaming. <laughs> no, you can you can see me, you can spot me. So I understand that in a similar way that you know, say like a poisonous dart frog in Brazil might have bright hair, so it draws a, a, a you know attention to itself. I mean, it might have bright colouring. I don't think it's got bright Not hair. hair. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean like a hairy frog, but I mean like like it might be it might have a bright colouring to it to draw attention, so that other <laughs> other creatures know it's dangerous. Yeah. Like, I, un <laughs> I understand that, but and I know that can sometimes be scary because you don't want to draw attention. Mm. You know, it's the same reason why we all know people that, that dress in dark clothes, not specifically because they live the emo lifestyle, but because they don't want to draw attention to themselves. Yeah. Exactly. So it's that it's that attention that they think confidence is needed in yeah. order to combat. Mm. But what I've always had, and I suppose I suppose it's different for me because when you when we sort of trace it back, if you've listened to, I can't even remember what episode it was. Now we've done so many, we've done so many podcast <laughs> episodes. The one about me and my story and my depression, yes. I think it was episode three. Um, you'll know that when I was younger, I went to theatre school and I went to, um, you know, I did I did West End yeah. stuff, and so I've always. It's almost like I was I was taught to stand out mm. when everyone else at school learnt to. Yes, to, yeah, yeah. to sit down and, and, and to blend in. Mm. So for me, something like having bright coloured hair where people and nans stare at me, mm. like I don't even regard that as a thing to yeah, be yeah, worried yeah. about. I'm just like, well, this is how I want to be. This mm. You be how you want to be. I've never, I guess I've never understood the, the confidence aspect. Well, okay, I think this brings us on nicely actually to kind of a, a proper starting point for where we, what we want to talk about really. Mm. Because it's like, Different people will regard confidence in a, in a different way. They have different definitions of it, and yeah. they'll they'll have different things that they would regard as an example of somebody displaying confidence. Yes, yeah. and um, I I've obviously with what I do, I, I think about this sort of stuff a lot, and I've had to sort of talk this through with people a great deal when we've been doing work together, and. I've come to regard confidence not as something that we build or, or we, we kind of work on and, and grow as we go through life. I very much regard confidence as something we are naturally born with. Yes. And, and I'll explain what I mean by this. Um, because I'll, I'll often see clients that will say, I've never been confident. Mm. And we very quickly work out. It probably just means that you develop certain insecurities before you can even remember thinking about this stuff logically, you yes. know, and and this is why I would always refer to confidence not as something that we have to generate and find or learn about. It's more like the absence of insecurities. Yes. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does, and but that's also not to say that because this is where you know where we then come back to the other side of the coin. I'm one of the most insecure people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people think that I'm. I'm really outgoing and I'm confident and I'll talk to anyone when really yeah. I'm an introvert who's insecure who would rather not have a phone conversation. Yeah. If I can email someone rather than speak to them on the phone, I absolutely will. You have to moan yeah. at me sometimes to say, just pick up the phone, will you? Just yeah. pick up the phone. Exactly. Because yeah. I don't want to talk to people on the phone because I don't like it. So I, I believe that I personally have confidence 
in some areas yes. and, and not others. But yeah. don't get me wrong. If I need to step up and do the thing, I will just step up and do the thing. Yeah, you won't let any insecurities hold you back from what you want to do and what you want to experience. No. So the other time that I get normally on, on social media that comes to confidence is, is about body confidence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, because you, there's the whole body positivity movement and things like that. And yeah. I'm not sure that my values necessarily align completely with body positivity. But right. I, am, I do absolutely agree that, that my values align with body confidence, at least. Yeah. So I will post pictures of me at the beach and in a swimsuit. Um, you know, for those of you who haven't seen a picture of me, I'm a bit on the chubby side. Um, so I will wear things that maybe women who are my size which by the way i just want to point out i'm a size 16 i'm mm. not you know i'm i'm literally the uk average right. but for some reason my size 16 ass in a swimsuit provokes a reaction in in other people and you know that's fine what other people think of me is none of my business as we said in our social media episode i mean it, it provokes a reaction in me but i think it's something <laughs> else aren't you it provokes a positive reaction <laughs> but i get i get told wow i'd love to have the confidence to wear like swimwear like you do mm. and again I don't see it as about confidence. I see it as, well, what am I supposed to wear? I want to get in the sea. Yeah, yeah. I want to get, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, my thighs rub together and I know my bum is big and I'm, I'm aware of that. And sometimes I see people, you know, looking at me or making comments, but that doesn't stop me. And I think that comes down to, you know how you were saying we were born with confidence? Yes. So I was, I was the kid that would talk to anyone, you mm. know, to the point where my mum had to, like, pull me away from strangers just in case I got <laughs> stolen you know but I, I I was a very talkative kid I was I was very chatty I would, I would talk to anyone and when I got to school and I got bullied at school for mm. being you know for being big for singing for this that and the other it was funny because I would go home and tell my mum and she would say to me oh no 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 <laughs> she'd be like oh no they're wrong yeah and because I believed wholeheartedly everything my mother told me was absolute fact, mm. I then went to school armed with the, oh, no, you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's like I didn't, mm. I didn't believe it. It doesn't mean it didn't affect me. It doesn't no. mean it didn't make me cry. It doesn't mean it didn't yeah. make me wonder, why are you bullying me? It, but it didn't stop you doing the things that you felt were right and that your mum was teaching you were right to do. And that's it. And that's what I think confidence mm. is. Yeah. I'm not going out there thinking I'm I'm the big I am, I'm the be all and end all, because mm. I absolutely, you know I don't, you're married to me, you know I yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah. But I go out there with a, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know? Well, here, so here's the thing. I want, I want to expand on, on this idea of, of the certain, the insecurities that we pick up and, mm. and why. Because I've just sort of declared this thing. I've just said, right, I think it's something we're born with. And probably there's people listening to this saying, there's no way I was born confident. Yeah. But the point I'm making there is that a baby doesn't, you know, crawl into a room naked. And then when everyone looks <laughs> around at the baby and goes, oh, it doesn't think, what are you laughing at? What are you looking at? What's, what's wrong with me? Because <laughs> it, it hasn't regarded anything as wrong yet. Why you know, doesn't the baby have clothes on? <laughs> Okay, well, you know, maybe. I, well, I don't know, but you know, scantily clad. I mean, not scantily clad. No, you do you know, know what, what I, mean? I do? I do remember being around a friend's house who had a baby, and then the kid came in and just took his trousers off and just like took his trousers I mean, off, and that was it. And it was I, like, oh, okay, you're doing that, fine. I, I feel certain there's a story of me doing something <laughs> like that. You know? I know there's a picture of me at the beach when I was tying with just my hands down my shorts, down my swimming trunks. Oh, lovely. Um, <laughs> But I mean, I mean, I don't know if my behaviour has improved at all now. I'm a bit older. But anyway, the point anyway. being that we don't, we don't, um, we don't walk in there covering ourselves. You know, no. so there, there was, um, I saw a really good uh, like video. I can't even remember what the purpose of the video was. It was like marketing something, but it was on it was on Facebook or social media or something. It was ages ago. I saw it, but it really had an impact on me because they just had this um, marketing works. Then it seems. This, well, I suppose yeah. <laughs> Although, for the fact I can't remember what they were marketing is probably oh, not a good yeah, thing. But anyway, they, they got people in a room one at a time, they interviewed them, and they only really asked them one important question, and that was, if you could change something about yourself, yeah. what would it be? Yeah. And so there were people saying, oh, I'd have, I don't know, my, my ears wouldn't stick out so much, or I'd have a smaller nose, or one of the ladies said her forehead wouldn't be so so big. So yeah. big. Yeah. And it was all sort of things that, that maybe they'd received criticism for in the past, maybe a bit of bullying or something like that, you know? Yeah. And then they asked the same question. They got some like five or six-year-olds in the room and asked them the same question. Their answers were drastically different. Yeah, <laughs> There was one, I remember one boy said, well, I'd have a shark's mouth so I could, <laughs> I'd eat loads of food really quickly. And one of the little oh, girls... Oh, I want a shark's mouth. <laughs> one of the little girls said, I'd have fairy wings so I can fly around the room sprinkling fairy dust on people. Amazing. And the point Amazing. was... 
there was nothing, like they weren't correcting anything. One of the girls actually said, well, I wouldn't change anything because then when I looked in the mirror, it wouldn't be me anymore, Aww. you know? And I thought, wasn't that like... But nobody had yet taught these kids that there was anything wrong with them. Yeah. So they didn't regard themselves as having anything wrong with so them. So they were just abundantly confident. Exactly. That's confidence, isn't Well, also, it? like we say, when we see... um. When we see kids that like uh, like the climbing frames and the play areas and stuff, so yeah. obviously I like I like hanging upside down off of things. I like to get Tim yeah. to take pictures of me hanging upside down off of things. We <laughs> normally have to wait for some child to finish. But so anyway, yes. I will do it with fear, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you will just see kids swinging upside down. Yeah. They, they, they've got no fear. They've got no fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love that. I think that's I think that's a really mm. really good quality. Absolutely. But, but I I just I think for me. This is going to sound really morbid, mm. um, especially if you're if you're binge listening to our podcast and you listened to last week's, which was about grief, and now you're listening to this. This is going to sound like we're down a morbid train, but just stay with me on this one. <laughs> one of the things that always comes to my mind when it comes to things like confidence mm. is the thing that pushes me to do anything is I will think, yeah, but one day I'll be dead. <laughs> Brilliant. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. So it it does it literally doesn't matter. Mm. You know, and I would much rather be if I'm lucky enough mm. be a little old lady with a head full of memories mm. and oh my god can you believe I did that yeah. rather than I wish I had the confidence to do that. Yeah. Because you can wish for confidence all you like, but until you actually go out there do the thing, see it's not that scary, mm. you're only going to Keep wishing. Well, this is it. You, people do this thing of waiting to feel confident about the thing that they want to embark upon. Yeah. Um, and you'll wait forever. You yeah. Know, the, the, you, confidence isn't something... I sometimes think that, you know, going out there and doing stuff is almost like having... It comes from having no confidence. You know what I mean? It comes from going forward even though I don't have confidence in the result. And, yes. and this is another point that I want to make. When I'm seeing people for their confidence issues, yeah. they generally have it focused towards a single goal. Like, I want to be confident when I go for that job interview. Right. Or I want to be confident when I do that public speaking engagement that I've got, you know. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of the time we're putting our focus at the wrong thing. Yeah. Because we're, we're putting our focus on confidence in the result rather than confidence in what we input towards the result. Yes, or even even waiting for the thing to get confidence. Mm. You know, I know I know as a as a woman, I have I'm guilty of of having said this before mm. and I've certainly heard this before. Oh, well when I'm at a certain body weight or when I'm at a yeah. certain clothes size, yeah. then I'll buy the swimsuit, then I'll wear the shorts. Yeah. And then, you know, and 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 it just keeps coming back to me of no no no, remember your time isn't promised. Mm. Your life isn't promised. Yeah, yeah. Just go out and do the thing that you want to do. The thing that scares you. Yeah, yeah. You exactly. know, like I saw a I saw a badge that I nearly bought that was like um, cried, got scared, but did the thing anyway. Yeah. You know, and and I think that's <laughs> that's very much how I feel. If something scares you, I think that's good. Yeah. And you know, if the worst thing, if the worst thing that will happen from you doing the thing mm. is someone saying something shitty to make you feel bad that you've done it that's not on you mm. that's not on your confidence that's mm. on them that's on their insecurities yeah, you know yeah. i read was it a poem would it be called a poem i don't know if it's a poem um by i believe teddy roosevelt someone will correct me if i'm wrong um and it's called the man in the arena yeah and I'm obsessed with it. And it basically, and I'm going to paraphrase and butcher his words here, but I, I highly recommend you go check out this poem. I might even I might even post it with, with this podcast. But it basically says that the glory should go to the man in the arena, the one who's covered in dirt, blood, sweat and tears, the one who's actually tried, the one who's mm. doing it, not the ones who are standing above mm. in the stands shouting criticisms. Yeah, exactly. You exactly. know, that's confidence isn't this magic pill it's not this it's not this switch you can just switch on and say you know what today i'm going to be confident you have to work at it yeah i think you know i, I see a lot of things on um, social media about things like oh the magic lies outside your comfort zone or you know, and and it's like no, outside your comfort zone, it's, it's fear, uncomfortable. it's terror, it's panic. You know, it's all the uncomfortable feelings. It's all because that's what it is. If, if it's outside your comfort zone, it's uncomfortable. Mm. But then you might think, well, why? What are we asked to do then? Just constantly be in fear if we want to if we want to go out of our comfort zone. Yeah. And the answer here is that we 
that's our that's our journey. But we don't then just live outside our comfort zone. We expand our comfort zone yes. to incorporate those things that we want to do. Yes. You know, and I've I've probably spoken on this podcast before about one of my favourite documentaries of recent years, um, Free Solo. Oh yes. Which is about <laughs> Alex Honnold scaling um, El Cap. El Capitan, which is the the big Highest rock of granite, something, yeah, yeah, in, in Yosemite, and it's he was the first person to do it without any ropes or any any support climbers or anything like that. Just did it in one hit. I mean, I personally think the man's an idiot, but well, I, you know, he's certainly got a certain <laughs> a different outlook on, but again, on the world. My criticism does not matter. Exactly, but the, but this thing, he so you you think, oh, he must be just addicted to being terrified or yes. something but he said that you know he prepped for that for like two years by the time he came to do it mm. he was so familiar with every foot and finger hold on yeah. that mountain yeah. that he was just having a nice day's climb you know what <laughs> I mean there was like one I think there was one um, move that he had to do and it focuses on it in the documentary mm. that was a challenge mm. where he could either go this route and do this thing that was called the karate kick move which involved <laughs> him kind of leaning I think against, we can all I think we can all picture it it involved a foot you know what I mean um <laughs> Or he could do something that involved him leaping from one hold to another hold, like actually being separated from the mountain. This now. gives me anxiety. This <laughs> really gives and I remember in the, they interviewed him and he said, it just feels a little bit high stakes to be separate from the mountain that high up. Yeah. Aww. But he did this. And by the time he came to do it, you know, mm. and you saw him trying it and falling, trying it and falling when he was practicing. Yeah. By the time he came to do it. It, he literally pulled a funny face into the camera that was that was filming him at the time as he did the move. You know, it was such a you know. So he wasn't there in terms of I, I want to be, feel terrified. He wanted to feel comfortable and enjoy it. Yes. And the thing he said, I loved that, not because I've just done something no one else has ever done before, but because he just he said the last hour of that in particular, I was just enjoying the climb Aww, so much. That's you know? lovely. And and I think you know it's just it's one of those things where yeah you know what. It is terrifying to step out of your comfort zone. It yes. is terrifying for everyone. But when we want to do the thing, mm. if we repeat that process, if we do it often enough, then we it becomes part of our comfort zone. Exposure therapy, if you will. Kind of like, yeah, yeah. So that you, you do it enough. It's, and also it's like that, that whole thing of, well, what, what, would in, what on earth would make us want to do that if it's so uncomfortable that first time? Yeah. And because a lot of the time when we go into something, we're looking for confidence in ourselves because we've experienced this before or we've done it before or yes. we know that we can handle this. And the people that kind of pioneer, they have to tap into what, what I refer to as their experience of being inexperienced. Oh. So, and this is something that we all are experienced in. So we've done things for the first time hundreds of times in our life yes and we've th looked at it and thought can I handle that can I do it and then we've done it and then we've done it again and then we've done it again and it's become boring almost it's become like first day at school yeah. I was terrified my first day at school I cried like a literal tiny child because I was a tiny child at the time um but then I did it every day and I did it every day for the next god knows how many years yeah and then it just become that thing that was just you know it's just what I do it like, stopped being a challenge started just being the thing that maybe on some days as well I enjoyed you know yeah. like first kiss is terrifying the first time you have your first kiss but hopefully it becomes something that you look forward to and enjoy um subsequently hopefully <laughs> um sort of looking side-eyeing you there just to make sure you're, you're wholeheartedly agreeing I was, with that I was just thinking of how, how good a kisser you are Oh, really? Thank yes. you very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're, going, we're going off into a different territory. No, it, it, I, I completely understand that. So I can remember, so again, I do I do pole fitness, and mm. um, that is terrifying. That was completely outside of any kind of comfort zone that I had yeah. uh, when I started, because not only did I have to be in, like, shorts and a vest top mm. around people who were stronger and fitter than me, but I then had to actually try and do the sport that I <laughs> had yeah. no had no strength to do. Yeah. But I've been doing pole now for what? Oh God. On off like 15 years, something absolutely ridiculous. Mm. To the point where now, so even though we're currently in the midst of the um, you know, the global pandemic, we are uh things are starting to slowly open up here in the UK. And when I go back to doing pole, I won't have done it for, you know, uh regularly for over a year while mm. we've been inside yeah, but yeah. because I've got years of experience mm. of just doing it yeah. I know I'll get there put my clothes on off I go and not yeah. even not even think about yeah, it yeah 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 you know so it's and it was on one of my this was the other thing where people um confuse confidence with bravery right. this is the other thing I wanted to talk about that I posted um I've got a, a pole aerial in, Instagram account um because otherwise I would just be spamming my normal page with all my pole pictures and um <laughs> 
and someone commented this was a while ago um I'd love to I'd love to do pole or I'd love to do that but I'm not brave enough to do it mm. and this is like exactly like you were saying at the start bravery means that something is scary yeah you know and and maybe that's it maybe it's not that I don't have I don't have fear I do have fear Christ I have fear mm. but I think my fear levels are just a little bit like I don't think things are scary that people might think are scary. Yeah, yeah, different things you're afraid of than, than what other people might be Exactly. Afraid. Like, for example, I've recently started writing again. I do creative writing. I really enjoy writing stories. I've not done it in a very long time because, yeah, I had a fear of yep. starting it. Yeah. But, and you could say I was, you know, maybe lacking in confidence in my writing, mm. but it took for someone to sit down with me and to say, oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter what what happens with this, what anyone thinks of it, just do the thing. Yeah. And that kind of feeds back to what I was saying by the thing that I think gives me confidence mm. is knowing, and this is going to sound so bleak, is knowing that nothing really matters. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay. Thanks for listening, guys. Hope you got something positive out of that. No, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do. Just, I do. Life's too short. Life yeah. is too short to, to wish and want and hope and, you know. But this is the thing, the things that we're worried about, the things that stop us doing this in the very near future will not matter at all. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're very transient, our concerns. You know, yes. the, things, the things that we allow to halt us in our tracks will not matter to us in, in, no. a, in a few rotations of, of the earth. You know, it doesn't, <laughs> you, you soon find that your, your concerns and the things that are important will change as life goes on. Yes. And certainly when you're looking back, at, like you say, on your life as a whole, mm. you will look at the reasons why you didn't do the thing yeah. and you'll wonder why <clears throat> they were even valid at the time, yeah. you know. Um, but this is the thing I think as well. This is what, uh, coming back to that idea of, of when we seek confidence in an actual result, you know, yes. I, I, you know, I'll say to people, so when will you know that you've got that confidence that you're looking for? And they'll say, well, when I, I get that job that I go right. for, you know, or when everyone loves my public speaking, you know, and it's like, well, hang on, you can't be confident in that. Because that requires the input of someone else. You can't control what other people are doing. Exactly. You can't decide whether you get the job or not. You can only decide whether you feel you've done a good job in terms of carrying yourself within that interview. It's like the, the Wimbledon finalist who's just lost the Wimbledon final. This used to perplex me when I was younger. They'd interview, like I don't know, John McEnroe, who just lost to Bjorn Borg. Um, I'm, I'm really aging myself. Uh, now, yeah, my, my, my knowledge is Tim Henman. And yeah. Andy Murray. <laughs> Later, yeah. So uh, Tim Henman had had many interviews of him having lost the match. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I remember. Of um, but, you know, generally, those people would say, they'll, they'll say, how are you feeling after that match? What an epic match. And they'll say, I'm feeling really good. I felt I played a great game. And I was thinking, and, you know, they'll say, I, I played my best game I could have. And yeah. there's me at home thinking, hang on then, but you lost. So you're saying that guy over the other side of the net is better than you. You're just admitting that. Yeah. And But then, of course, you realise that when you're at the top of your sport, they all know they can beat each other on their day. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's almost like it's a bit of potluck. And all they can control is, am I going to play my best or am I going to play my worst? Yeah. Because if they finish that match and they've been beaten because they didn't play their best then now it's down onto them and yes. they'll, be, they'll be beating themselves up for not bringing the best of themselves. But if they said, well, you know what, I left it all out there, I did all I could. On yeah. That day, though, he was just better than me that day, you know? <laughs> yeah. If they say that, then at least there's nothing more they could have done. Everything that was in their control, they handled. And, and this is the thing, you look at people who go into sporting events mm. and they, they display confidence, you know, like Roger Federer, he always seems to be very confident. But he's only confident that he can do his best. And if yeah. he does his best... He's got a really good chance of winning the match, yeah. you know, but he can't guarantee it. So I think I always think these people are so, you know, their ability to bring the best mindset to those instances yes. is because they're really, really practiced at only concerning themselves with what they're doing. Yes. And mm. I think, do you know what? I really, really agree with that. And I know it sounds so cliche, but as we've said many times on Thinking Outside the Box podcast, things are only a cliche. Because they're, they're true. true. So that'll be our next piece of merch. Excellent. Um, <laughs> but, you know, confidence comes from within. Yeah. You know, if you wait for, you know, to be accepted by everyone, to, to be, you know, yeah. for external forces to tell you how you should be feeling, you will wait to be confident forever. Yeah. You know, and I really, really do believe, don't get me wrong, I think you should all be living your best, truthful, most authentic self, whatever that means to you. Mm -hmm. But paradoxically, I also believe in faking it till you make it. 
Okay. Absolutely. So I believe that, you know, if you, if you were walking down the street, for example, and you were feeling a little bit insecure, or you weren't sure about the coat you were wearing, or, or you were thinking about um, a conversation you'd had the other night, and you were like, mm. oh, I should have said that, you know, if you, if you, if you're thinking like that, and your head's down, and you're, you know, you're small, mm. and you're, you know, you're keeping yourself to yourself, then you will inevitably feel a certain way based on how you are carrying yourself. Mm -hmm. If you walk down the street, with your head held high, mm. stepping each step purposefully, like, mm. you know, <laughs> like like you're going somewhere important. I don't know. <laughs> That's the best way I can describe it. Yes. The way you feel inside will ultimately change. Yeah. It's like that thing they say, if you're feeling, and please don't get me wrong, as someone who has suffered with depression and mental health issues, I am not saying that this is this is it. Yeah, but just, just feeling, cheer yourself yeah, up. Just yeah. cheer up. Just cheer up. No, but when, you, when you're feeling sad, and like they say, like to, to smile or to make yourself laugh, yeah. and that has been scientifically proven to, yeah, exactly. to lift your mood in that way. But that's, again, I'm not advocating that as a, as a cure for depression. It's a solution. Yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. <laughs> not. But what I am saying is, is if you go into a situation, you walk into a room, yeah. and you... Just pretend to be confident. Mm -hmm. I guarantee that will ultimately change who you, how you feel from the inside, and then that confidence will become absolutely real. Yeah, it's it, but it's like that thing, isn't it? When you like the stand-up comic walks on stage, mm. and we're waiting, or, or even any public speaker actually, we're waiting. To, for them to do something to put us at ease. Yes. And we want to see that they're comfortable. Because mm. as soon as they're comfortable, right, I'm comfortable now. Yes. But if I feel like you're struggling, if I feel like you're nervous or something's going to go, then I'm going to be like, oh, I'm going to be on edge for you. Do yeah. You know what I mean? And this is the, the mistake I think we make when we put ourselves out there in a public speaking environment, the assumption that everyone wants us to fail and everyone wants it to go badly for us. You know, they're saying, impress me. Yeah. When actually we're sitting there thinking, I hope you're really good. Yeah. I hope I hope you you, hope this, you is well. a, this is a good use of the next 20 minutes of my life or whatever, you know. Yes. And we're not we're not after you doing badly. We actually want to feel comfortable and at ease. Mm. Um and this is why this is why confident people, you know, attract people in that sense because mm. oh great, I can be at ease with who I am yeah. around you and, yeah. and it conveys a message, doesn't it? See, I but I also know that it can it can go the other way. So where we said like when you where you said from the off that that you perceived me as confident before you met mm -hmm. me and people who don't know me think I'm exceptionally yeah, confident. Yeah. That can go the other way and that can be, and I will say this, you know, not to make it all about gender and and, and all of that, but yeah. this is harder for women yeah. because as a woman, you walk a fine line mm -hmm. of being confident yes. and then what would you say, like loud or bossy or this yeah, or that? Yeah, it's becoming you know. a point of criticism that yeah. you seem to have a high level of self-esteem or yes. something. Yes, you know, who does she think she is? All yeah. of that. Men never get that. No. You will never. Men are told they are assertive. Men are told they are good leaders, that they are this, that and the mm -hmm. other. You will never hear a confident man being spoken of in a certain way. Yeah. But you will always hear of a confident woman being spoken about in that way and I've mm. had that before I've had people like I've heard because you know nothing is nothing is hidden you know that there are people that think I'm and I quote too much or I'm too loud or mm. I'm this and, and you know I, one person even said they were intimidated by me and that I scared them mm. because it was what, what was it it was um oh she, she just says whatever she thinks I promise you, <laughs> I do not. You think I know what I'm thinking. Mm. You have no idea. Mm. But this is it. So there is then a hesitation for women mm. to project themselves as confident yeah. because they don't want to be put in that box. They don't yeah. want to be... Like, I know people, I know people who are much louder than me, who are, yeah. you know, much more abrasive, much more, mm. you know. But I look at I look at them and I just think, yeah, look at look at their confidence. You yeah, know? yeah. And it can be, it can just. I'll, I'll stop in a minute because I know yeah. I've gone down down a path here. But I just I feel that that can be something that makes people hold themselves back because they don't want to be perceived as then too much. This is the thing: how others perceive us yes. is is such a factor on our own self esteem and our confidence. Yeah. And it absolutely, you know, it's really easy to look at that and say, well, it probably shouldn't be, should it? Because our job isn't to make other people happy 
with us. Our job is to make sure that we're happy with ourselves. That's, yeah. that's our only role here, is to make sure that I'm happy with who I am, you're happy with who you are. And the problem here <clears throat> is that when we grow up, what other people think of us is really important. Yeah. It becomes, it's one of the first things we learn for, so in, in a very basic level, when we are a baby, when we're a child, we can't feed, clothe, or house ourselves. No. We're dependent on our parents or our guardians to do that. So, you know what, we better make them still love us and be happy with us, you know. So <laughs> yeah. when our parents give us a set of standards or an ideal, then we, we adopt that. We say, right, that's how things are then. That's how it needs to be. Yes. This is good. This is bad. That will keep me in favour with my parents. That will keep me alive. Yeah. Then we go to a school environment where social acceptance is literally everything. everything. Yeah. yeah. This is why we, we start smoking to fit in with people, even though smoking is bad for our health. It's like social acceptance is literally more important mm. than our health. Mm. Yeah. And, and the problem there is that we get put in a classroom of like, you know, 20, 30 people. Yes. And they say, right, here you go. These are the people you're going to spend the next few years with. So you better find your allies <laughs> and you better find your little tribe so yeah. that you can be safe. You know, yeah. it's like the, the, the herd of wildebeest. Yeah. The ones on the outskirts of the pack get picked off by the lions. The yeah. ones in the center are safe. Yes. So all of our strategies revolve around acceptance by other people yeah yeah and then of course we go into the genuine real environment of the world where our job now isn't just to fit in and assimilate and adapt and become one of the tribe yeah our job is to stand out yes yeah? we want to we want to win the client we, we want to get the job, the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah we want to we want to you know chat up the person in the club rather than then see our, our friend next to us you yeah know? so standing out becomes actually the best strategy for advancement and happiness yeah. but of course we spent all our lives learning to fit in and keep our head down well did you know about the um uh, there's an, there's an old asian saying hmm. that's um the the nail that sticks out gets hammered down yeah exactly that broke my heart when i heard that <laughs> i was like no you stick out you yeah. be a good nail like <laughs> Anyone else? Like, I, just, I just, yeah, I, yeah. I got really annoyed with that. This is exactly, and, and but that's that's where we live, isn't it? In that yes. kind of, what will people think? Yeah, there's so much stuff. What we will don't the neighbours say? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and this is it's like people will not start the new business or go yep. embark upon the new venture, not because I don't know if I'll succeed, but. Because if I fail, other yes. people will point and laugh and judge and criticise. It all comes down to that not feeling good enough. Yeah, yeah. Which is rubbish, quite frankly. <laughs> you know, it is. It's, it's that thing of who gets to say that? Who gets yeah. to tell you that you're not good enough? Mm. You know, it's it's like when I was when I was uh, talking about my writing and that I want, you know, I eventually, I'd love to write novels. Mm. Love to write novels. Um, and then I had the fear by the way, before I'd even come up with a concept for a novel, mm. I'm like, oh, what if I write the novel and I release the novel and people don't like it and people leave me a bad review yeah, or good reviews or Amazon? Pen to paper. Before I even put pen to paper. <laughs> and, then, and, then I was, and then I thought, well, that, you know, that's okay. So I've read books that I don't like. Yeah. And I've read books that I've got to the end and I've gone, bloody hell, that was awful. Yeah. <laughs> but I know it's not a bad book. I don't mm. believe there are any bad books, personally. Mm. I just think that book was not for me yeah exactly you know and and i just get on with my life i don't leave the bad review because i'm not mm. i'm not that person i'm not you know well, most most people don't do they i no. think this is the thing we, we think that if we encounter somebody who doesn't approve of us yes they're what what's going to do they're going to review us they're going to get up in our faces i don't like you probably they'll just wander off yeah. and find someone they do like and if they do as again, as we said on our social media podcast, and if they do send you things, you just delete and you block them and you carry on being your fabulous well, self. Exactly. And and the thing here is that our you know, we, we could put a lot of effort into to making everyone like us. But if we just put our effort Sounds into exhausting. being Well it is, it absolutely <laughs> is. And yet so many of us engage in that activity yes. of putting all of our energy into being liked by as many people as possible. Yeah. yeah? Now, here's the thing. If all we do is decide, right, I'll I'll decide who I want to be. Yes. And I'll put all my energy into being that person. You know what happens in the real world? Yeah. Is that the people who like that version of you, mm. they're attracted to you. Mm. And you'll find yourself surrounded by people who like you. Yeah. The people who don't like you, they'll wander off and find people they do like. Yeah. yeah? This is why don't we all energy. it's like when you know you see on the internet, we've got a we've got a group here. We're all into pole fitness. Yeah. Or we're all into Disney. Or we're all into Star Wars. Yeah. Then, you know, and so we find our tribes. We yeah. find the people who we have common interests in and who speak the same language as us. Yes. Yeah? We don't spend a lot of time 
fighting like forming little groups of people that all hate each other no yeah it doesn't i mean i suppose you could think of examples of that i'm trying to think of it now but you know there's that's you know, not what happens no but you know there actually there actually are message boards of people who log on just to uh slag off bloggers yeah. and uh, and people who might, and it's like what an awful negative horrible corner of the internet i don't wish to be part of that at the end of the day we know this yeah people that yeah. spend their time and their energy trying to pull down others they're not happy. No. That's all that means. It means I'm not happy and I'm upset that you seem to be happy with that thing that you're doing. Yeah. When we when we see ourselves as having a lower level of happiness than the people that are being presented to us, then we've got two options. Yeah. We can try and get happier or we can try and pull them down to our level of unhappiness. Yeah. And, and the easiest we, one. Well, exactly. But if we go for that second option, all that means is I haven't quite yet worked out yeah. how to get as happy as you are. Mm. Yeah, And that can be frustrating for people. It can be challenging for people. Mm. But that's their journey. It's yeah. not for us to concern ourselves with their journey on that one. No. And I think, I think again, as, as we've said, it, it boils down to the fact that, that confidence, honestly... If you, I normally, when we normally do do something that's on a, one particular word, I normally look up the dictionary definition. I haven't this time. I haven't done that for that mainly because I forgot. I have no notes. I'm just looking off of you. Nice. You're but, bringing some great content though, Britt. Got to say much. that. Got to say you. that. But I honestly, confidence mm. as a base level, I think is a myth. You mm. know, you just you just live your life and just. It doesn't, you know I mean, it doesn't matter. But this, this is what I'm saying. You, you don't need to have confidence in how successful you're going to be at impressing the person in front of you. No. You just have to have confidence that I'm determined to be me. I'm yeah. going to be the person I want to be. Because that's the thing you do have control of as well. Yes. So you do have every right to find confidence in that. Yes. You know, that I'm, I'm being the version of me I want to be. It's like, so I always have this thing that I say to people is that if you were going to go and get advice on, I don't know, plumbing or electrics yeah. you'd probably go and find a plumber or an electrician the yes. people who were perceived to be the expert in their field okay yes you wouldn't ask somebody who'd never picked up a tool in their life or something like that no uh, because they're not the expert like in my good self Ex well exactly <laughs> um and you wouldn't ask me about plumbing either, even, <laughs> <laughs> even though i have a modicum of experience um point being is that you are the world's leading expert on one particular subject in this world as well. Adam Driver. <laughs> oh, two then. Two, okay. <laughs> no, but we're the expert on ourselves. That's yes. the point I'm making here. Yes. Is that we take other people's opinions and you know why we feel vulnerable to them? Because if they give us a negative review or a negative bit of criticism, then that will damage our self-esteem. We'll take it as true. You know, somebody says you've got big ears. Oh, no. <laughs> and then next thing you know, you're pulling your hair down over your ears yeah. for the next few years, you know. Yeah. And yet they're an absolute, compared to you, compared to how much you know about you and your journey and everything about you, they're a first day novice. Yes. Even the people who know you best, you know, your, your partner, your family, your mum, your dad, your colleagues, your friends, they might know you really, really well. Yeah. But you're the only person who's been present at every scene of your particular movie. <laughs> and you're the only person who's understood the main character's motivation within that scene as yes. well. So compared to anyone else on the planet... They're a first-day novice compared to you, who's the expert. They don't know so, anything. This is it. So if you feel like what I'm bringing here, yeah. I'm quite pleased with, yeah. yeah, that's the version of me I want to present, then anyone that gives you a differing opinion of that is very probably wrong. As my mum said, they're wrong. Yeah, exactly. They're and, just and wrong. their opinion can be disregarded. Yes. I saw, I saw somebody on one of my workshops once, and um, it was somebody who was running a, a gym, and they were a personal trainer. Yeah. And they said, look, I'm okay with liaising with the guys, you know, lads, 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 that sort of thing. Yeah. But he says, I see other personal trainers. And when the women are arriving or leaving, they'll give them a hug. They'll have, you know, they'll, they'll be chatty with them. They'll feel comfortable in their company. He said, I'm really worried about giving, this is obviously back in the days when we could hug each other, by the way. When oh, that yeah, was don't, don't hug people now. It's, no, it's, exactly. They might, it's illegal. Could, might get a problem with that. Um, but anyway, he would say, I, I want to be able to just hug them yeah. and feel comfortable doing it. But I'm afraid they'll think I'm a pervert. <laughs> And I said to him, are you a pervert? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, no, I'm absolutely not. And I said, then, okay, because you know what? You can't control whether people are going to misunderstand who you are. Yeah. As long as you know who you are and your intention is correct according to your set of standards. And you are respectful of other people's boundaries. Obviously, respectful of boundaries. I'm aware you, that I didn't... you know do... I'm not a hugger. If someone comes and hugs me... I instantly go, no, thank you, no, That's thank it. you very I, much. I've seen, I've seen the contacts of ours chasing you around the kitchen in America trying to hug you. And when... I'm like, leave me alone. <laughs> do, you know, do you know why I hugged her in the end? Do you know why I hugged her? 
Because I, I, she was American and she could have had a gun. She actually, funny enough, she did have a gun. We found exactly. out later. But that's another story. That's a I different feel. story for another um, time. But, but well, if you see me in the street, please, please don't hug me. <laughs> but do say hi. Please say hi. Um, say hello. Just, I'm, I'm not a hugger. But so this is this is the thing. It's like obviously, obviously the caveat of the don't no no freestyle groping. You know what I mean? But <laughs> it's like if if you feel that the version of you that you're presenting is is the one that you want to present, then it doesn't matter what other people think of you. Yeah. Because you're guaranteed to find people who don't like you for being you. Absolutely. That's a that's a cast iron certainty. And that shouldn't affect your confidence levels exactly it's got to come from you it's got to yeah. come from within it's got to don't, come from don't look to have confidence in what they're going to think of you yes look to have confidence in who you feel you are as a person absolutely yeah um okay what was what else did we want to cover about that? i feel like we've, we've kind of got we've done some that yeah. was important stuff that last we've bit there gone in, gone into a deep dive yeah, yeah. just you know i i'd like to as with all of our podcasts i'd like to sort of leave people with with some good things and I think some top tips some top tips yeah. and I know I can see on your, your little bit of paper though you've, you've seen I've got some top tips recorded I, I you? Have, yeah yeah yes. yeah okay I think it might be top tip Although, time then what's your first one because I read it in a slightly different way and it just threw me off a little bit uh, well it says in my notes look after yourself right I thought it said look at yourself <laughs> look, <laughs> look at yourself like, honestly and I was like babe that's not that's, that's, that's counter not to our message doing, yeah. <laughs> Okay, look, when I say look after yourself, right, there's, I won't break it down in, in it's, it's minutiae, but basic principles here are that when we see a challenge ahead of us, yeah. when we, can I handle it, can I not, there are three major metrics to wh whether that answer comes back, yes, I can handle it or no, I can't, right? Yes. The first one is how big is the challenge. Yeah. The second one is how good am I at facing challenges. The third one is how close to my best am I. Yes. So those three things play a factor. Your subconscious does it lickety split in a moment <laughs> without you even being aware of it, right? So the second one, how good am I at facing challenges? That's your self-esteem levels. Yes. Yeah? How much do I regard as being able to take on? Have I done the thing in front of me previously? Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. yeah. But I'm, I'm just saying ignore that one for now. The third one, how close to my best am I? Mm. Yeah, because you could be the very best person at overcoming challenges in your own opinion. Mm. You could be facing a tiny little challenge that you should be able to deal with easily. But if you're at a low ebb, yeah. if your batteries are not recharged, if you yeah. haven't looked after yourself regarding your sleep, yeah, your food. If you're hungry. Exactly. All the things mildly that, inconvenient. All the things that really get you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you might look at that challenge and feel like you can't do it. Yeah. Now, what I mean by this as well if you repeatedly sacrifice your own self-care, and I know we've talked about self-care before, mm -hmm. but if you repeatedly sacrifice that, then you will have more and more instances where you look at your daily challenges and you don't feel up to handling it. Yeah. Ultimately, that will erode your self-esteem, that mm. second metric of how, yeah. good, how good am I facing challenges. So if all you do you know, le leaving this podcast is just make sure you're getting your sleep, you're getting your rest, you're, you're eating properly, you're drinking properly, that sort of thing. Yeah. If that's all you do, at the very least, the next time you face a challenge, you will be the best version of you about to face it. And you can have the confidence knowing that you'll be able to exactly. face it. Exactly. And then you'll get used to achieving things and taking things on and doing rather than holding back yes and what will that do it will increase Boost your self-esteem and build your confidence yeah. exactly so looking after yourself is like a real basic one but hopefully that explains how i see it in terms of its knock-on effect yeah on your self-esteem your confidence okay uh, the second one yes. is the one i know this is one we've probably said this every podcast yeah when you talk to yourself yes do it with kindness if you wouldn't say it to a friend do yeah. not be saying it to yourself. Exactly. You know, I have, I made a habit uh, a long time ago that I still do. Um, and it used to feel quite silly doing it, but it doesn't mm. anymore. That if I, you know, not every time I go past a mirror, I'm not a bloody canary <laughs> that I can't stop looking at my reflection. But if I find myself looking in a mirror for whatever reason, I'm doing something, mm. I always make sure to never leave that mirror without saying something good about myself. Nice. To myself. I like So that. it will either be, you know, you know, I've, I've looked in the mirror and I'm like, oh God, your hair needs a washer. We haven't washed your hair in a week. And it was yeah. like, but, but you're getting very good at styling it up. Well done. You know, and, and <laughs> nice. I'll, always, I'll always have like, you know, I'll always say something yeah. nice. So for example, when I post pictures of me in, you know, swimsuits or shorts or whatever I'm not supposed to wear because I'm fat. I don't know. I've lost, I've lost <laughs> track of it nowadays. Apparently having a big bum is now in. I wish I could go back and tell prior Brit that when she was crying about having a big ass. Anyway. As far as I'm concerned, having a big bum was always in. Thank you very much. Um, but, you know, and I'll post thing and it was like, 
caught uh, like I wish I was I wish I had the confidence to wear that or something like that yeah and I'll think well why wouldn't I have the confidence I look really good yeah exactly you know and that's not that's not me being full of myself which is an expression I despise by the way that's yeah. not you know that's not me you know loving myself also oh she loves herself yeah I do yeah and absolutely and what? what you don't yeah. and, you know that, you live with yourself yeah you wouldn't live with someone else and have a relationship with them unless you loved them on some level if you don't love yourself what are you doing yeah anyway <laughs> Can I just can I just go into that a little bit? Actually? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'll I'll see people who say oh, I look in the mirror and I hate myself. Yeah. And then when I'm saying so, when are you going to love yourself? They'll yeah. say, Oh, when when I look in the mirror and I look this size or shape oh, or I'm this way. Yeah. And it's like, well, you'll probably never get there then, because as you just pointed out, you're not going to really do anything to help anyone that you hate. Yes. You're only going to help the person that you love. Self love is the starting point. It's not the fin. It's not the destination. No. It's it's the, where you're setting out from. And what I will say. If loving yourself seems too much right now, and I speak from experience, mm. then just start with being okay with yourself. Mm. Just start, you know, even if you hate yourself, start with being okay with yourself. If you're mm. already okay, try liking yourself uh, and uh, then go from there. Again, I think the problem here is that we look to make an assessment yeah. of how well we're doing or how good we are before we say, okay, I love that. Yeah. You can dislike the way you look you can like i want to change that i want to um, you know amend that or whatever it is but that shouldn't then stop you loving yourself no i dislike this comes down to a very this is very um this is very shallow i'm aware mm. i have short legs i have a long torso and i have short yeah. legs i will never be able to sort of wear the things where they oh you know legs go up to your ears and all this yeah. i have short little goblin legs goblin i think goblin. that's a bit far going no, goblin no. legs but i'm okay I'm okay yeah. with it. I love lots of parts of myself. My legs yeah. are not something I absolutely love, mm -hmm. but I'm okay with them. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. they get. If I didn't have, you know, my legs get me from A to B. Yeah, I've yeah. managed to travel the world on these little goblin legs. You know, so I'm okay with them. So even if there's parts of you that you, you you don't love, mm. just try being okay with them because your body is kind enough to give you somewhere to live. Yeah, yeah. Show it some appreciation. I think this is the thing we we might talk about. Oh, some people bullied me for that thing, or mm. they pointed that out, criticised me for this, but that was a moment. That was literally just a, a, a fraction of a second when that comment landed yep. on you. What happened then was that you repeated that comment as the truth to yourself over, over and over, and over again, again when you looked in the mirror or when you went out that day and things like that. Yeah. And it's like uh, one of my, my friends said it brilliantly. They said it's like somebody plants the seed. Yeah. But if you ignored that and left it, it would just die in the ground. Huh. It's you that keeps watering that seed and has turned it into something huge now that That's holds you back. That's a very good analogy. I like that analogy. I like that. Yeah, it's very good. It? So this is the thing. So if you can do nothing else, talk to yourself with kindness, you know, and like yes. you say, the old reflective reframe of yeah. if this is not what I'm happy with, what am I happy with? What can I say to myself with kindness? Just listener, do me a favour today. Just say something kind to yourself. The next time you're in a mirror, you'll buy mm. a mirror. You know, the next time you're looking at yourself, the next time that you, you, you're alone, whatever, if you don't want to do with other people around, yeah. say it out loud and say something kind about yourself. There you go. Lovely. And the final, third final top thought. tip, third number tip. three. They come in threes, don't they? Um, when somebody says to me, how can I then get more confidence? Just mm. uh, what's the thing I can do? I always say, get out there, make mistakes. Yeah. Do things, get it wrong. Yeah. Right? Because... Back to the old cliche of the cliche, <laughs> we learn more from our mistakes than we do from our successes. Yes. That's a thing, yeah. right? The problem being, we don't learn from them because the energy is spent after that mistake, beating ourselves up for making it, yeah. saying, I was stupid for doing that. Oh, look at me. I make all these mistakes. I'm terrible. Yeah? yeah. When if we just put the energy into, ah, look at that. I've learned something. I didn't <laughs> know that five minutes ago. And now I do. And now I do. Then all that we can conclude is we are now a more knowledgeable, experienced version of ourselves than we had five minutes ago. Yeah. And what that means is I am now the best version of me that there's ever been. And what that means is I have every right now to stride forward even more confidently than I did previously because I have upgraded with that last piece of knowledge, that last bit of experience to a better version of me. Mm. That makes sense? That makes lovely sense. Cool. Okay, well, that's a, that's the three top tips for confidence. So we we're expecting you all now to rush out there and gain <laughs> all the confidence you can. 
Um, but yeah, I, I guess my, my final thought of the day, actually, is just where we started with. Don't think confidence is something you have to grasp or you have to find. Honestly, I've never had it. Where can I find it? Just start to let go of the insecurities that you've built up over the years. The things that you felt were true, that maybe we can look at them again and say, actually, it doesn't apply anymore. And you'll need. discover you had the confidence inside you all, all along. along. <laughs> Why, why did that just sound like the end of a Disney film? I don't know. I liked it though. I, I liked, liked it. it. Well, I liked it too. We really hope that you took something positive from that. If you did, please to come get in touch with us. You can find me on Instagram at BritMarieBox. You can find Tim at TimBoxMindCoach. Come tag us. Let us know you're listening. We love, 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 love to hear from you. Um, and that's it. Ten episodes done and in the bag. Thank you very much for sticking Thank with us so far. Much. We have another 40 to go before apparently we're doing a proper podcast. So <laughs> stay with us. I'm sure we'll be carrying it on. Um, but yes, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Keep thinking outside the box. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.